Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. When it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it's alright. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Slow, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. And most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes. No holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's time again for another episode of the Front Row Material Brand. 
My name is Mike Freeland. I'm soon to be joined by the man I affectionately refer to as the Ass Man. We are now known as the Can-Am Connection. Also, we're going to be joined by Total Nonstop Action Podcaster. He covers all things Impact Wrestling and so much more. We're going to be talking to J-Bone as well. We'll be giving you the handles to follow both of those gentlemen also during the show if you'd like to continue the conversation. Big news happening in wrestling. Impact Wrestling is going to be having their 1,000th episode, which is really monumental when you think of everything that that company's gone through and always survived. Big pay-per-view coming up for them as well. All Out is finally down done. Two back-to-back weekend pay-per-views. What happened that uh, everyone seems to be talking about? We're all kind of just tiptoeing around it, but we will go ahead and talk about that. That's Mr. CM Punk. All that and so much more coming up on this episode. So let me first welcome everybody in. Uh, the Butster, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. I'm doing well, Mike. Another uh, night hanging out with you. Things are good and in my world right now how about yourself i'm good i'm good you're coming off of that big toy show and uh you know we were talking about big things man big things are uh big things are on the rise the cream of the crop in the toy business potentially with mr butster i mean get that grin on his face let's get a full camera shot of that let's get this right here butster big news coming through so share a little bit i know we're not going to go completely behind the scenes here but the show went extremely well better than you'd expected and there's potential more news out there. I had somebody approach me about supplying his store and uh, some markets that he does. 2,000 pieces a year. That'll be a fair bit. That's got some upside. Downside is I kind of lose my brand. It'll be under him. We're, we're talking. We're not sure where we're going to go yet, but we're talking about it. Might be something, it's- might be nothing. Well, you, you never know. The thing is, though, people are excited about your product. They like your product. And we're going to give everybody the details on how they can get their very own Christopher Butt line of uh, merchandise as well. And then if you're also interested in learning about woodworking, he's going to go ahead and give you his information as well. Also towards the end of the show. Let's go over to J-Bone, the, the man right here. He's joined us many times before, but you know his voice from his podcast, Total Nonstop Impact. What's going on, man? How you been? Oh, it's going, man. It's going. Yeah. TNI still still running. Uh, you know, some weeks are a little more stressful than others. But, uh, you know, the, the ship is still afloat, as they say. And um, eh, it's just a matter of try- trying to get keep the crew involved. You know, so- sometimes I wish there was more people involved in the show. But uh, it is what it is. You know, it's it's life. People, people come, people come go out of the show and you know and that's that seems to be the big thing in in podcasts in general i mean even our show i mean we've gone through so many iterations as well yeah yeah it's and i've i've been with a bunch of different uh usually podcast families throughout my 10 years of doing this so it's uh it's it's all a blast it's uh you know it is what it is it's times are always changing and you know the people people are excited about this that and the other thing and then sometimes they they fade out of the whole you know whatever the their typical discussion is and it's like okay well I don't, i'm not really feeling this anymore i move on to something different or just drop out completely it's it's the way it goes i want everyone right now to just close your eyes as you're well if you're driving please don't close your eyes if you're in a place where you are <laughs> sitting comfortably uh you may close your eyes and i just want you to i'm going to say this again listen to j bone's voice so what i want you to do is i want you to listen j bone here's what i want you to do i want you to <laughs> tell me what you would order if you were going through uh who's your favorite fast food uh drive-through place if you got to grab something quick oh i'd say 
There's a there's a Culver's down the block. I don't know if you're familiar with Culver's or not. I am. Do you and Shawn Michaels go to Culver's together? Because uh, maybe it's just me, but I mean, that's Big Daddy Cool's voice right there, Kevin Nash. So give me a just give everyone a sample. What are you ordering? And let's just listen to the mellow tones of the voice. Oh, uh, we're ordering a double butter burger with a fry ring mix and a extra large chocolate shake. I love it. Have you ever been told that before? No. No one's ever told you you sound like Kevin Nash. No, no, that's a first. Um one one young lady. Now this goes way back like 10 years. Working third shift at a Walmart. One young lady once told me that I look just like Edward Norton. Oh wow. The the, the actor? Yes. And it was it was when he was, oh, it was like right after X was popular. Okay. That, mov- that movie he did where he was like the Nazi church trying to save his brother or whatever, you know, that whole. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. And, and I didn't, I was like, okay. And I, then I went home and I looked in the mirror and I was like, dear God, now I got to see this movie. Yes. <laughs> so great movie, but yeah little controversial but yeah yeah i've been i've been told i uh, i look like grimace except for i'm not purple um <laughs> the butt the it's butt has been Jay told bone has a Jay bone's got a voice for radio Freeland's he does got a face for radio. oh oh my god no you do though my friend you got a great voice i mean i could i could listen to you and john tesh for hours my friend that's Wow, that's that's quite the. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll take it. <laughs> John Tesh is a big deal in the United States, but uh, I used yeah. to listen to a lot of Delilah. I don't know if that, but uh, is, she's she's no longer. Isn't he like John Tesh? Isn't he like jazz or something? Or yeah, jo- so John Tesh used to host. Uh, Gosh, what show was that? Um, was it Entertainment Tonight? And yeah, and then oh, he was a it. yes, yeah, and then he was oh really God. big over in Europe, and just he was huge. Then again, so was David Hasselhoff. I was huge in Europe. Dude, you stole it right out of my mouth. I was going to say, yeah, so is David Hasselhoff. <laughs> big in Germany. Oh, my God. See, here's the, here's the thing. Everybody wants to be big in the United States podcast in the wrestling category. Forget that, man. I want to be big in, like, Ethiopia or, you know, some some place way far out there where no one really knows. I want to be number one somewhere. Maybe the Philippines. You'd Guam. be massive in Ethiopia. I would be. I would. I would come over there like Kamala. I'd like start smacking my belly. Oh, man. You know, it's funny you mention that because every once in a while, uh, TNI does chart internationally. It's not all the time, you know, but uh, that did start the whole you know that we're you know worldwide gimmick and uh once in a while you know trent would get the emails and he'd let us know that we charted god what you got yeah like sometimes someplace in africa like nigeria or uh some place like guam or vietnam or something like that and you know so then we started you know, when we'd hear that we charted, you know, we'd say something goofy like number one in Vietnam and number one in your hearts. You know, it's like, oh, God. I'm sure that made people scratch their heads a little like, wait, did he say Vietnam? What? <laughs> We're a big deal over there. Okay. We're a big yeah. deal. Yeah. The, the tour, the international tour is starting in five weeks. Get ready. <laughs> Wait, we ain't coming back either. <laughs> it's a one night stand, folks. 
It's a one-way trip, baby. Get ready. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. So many, so many things. We're going to get way off topic tonight. So many things to talk about in the world of wrestling. So I, I guess the first thing that we should probably talk about is a big pink elephant in the room. And I'm sure everyone who can hear me understands that it is one Phil Brooks. Now, I have been very critical of Phil Brooks. And recently, I've just, I've kind of thought about things in a different perspective. So I'm going to set this up for both of you to then to kind of go into how did this all end and and do we feel any better that it's over? So I was not a big fan of when he came in. I, I just wasn't. I didn't like the feel of it. And I watched the the all-in media scrum from a year ago where he did the whole diatribe on um, Colt Cabana and, and all that stuff and how Adam Page was a empty-headed fuck and uh how the young bucks you know couldn't manage this or that and tripping over their dicks and And i work with children and yeah yes i'm hurt i'm tired you know whatever but the point is i i think when we take a look at that first issue if you will that he had the young bucks were i guess feeling like colt cabana was getting pushed out because he was coming in and now that i look at it from a different perspective despite how you may like someone a friend i think sometimes you have to stay out of certain business that other people had with each other beforehand and i think they kind of let their friendship if you will supersede maybe good judgment you know what i mean and i feel like that was a that was a a fault of theirs so i can see his frustration from that yeah mind your own business whatever but then after that everything else was really kind of on him and i think that was kind of the beginning of the downfall with him because he just started he had live rounds going and even during the injury he started taking shots at at Jericho calling him a stooge and Meltzer calling him a liar and Tony Khan saying he forced him to work injured and how John Moxley didn't want to work with him and, and lose to him. And I don't know, in my opinion, I just don't think you need to bring those kind of things up. So J-Bone, I'm going to go to you first. When it comes to the whole CM Punk situation and obviously this Wembley Stadium thing, there's footage allegedly. Um, no. Tony Khan says he feared for his life. When, he, when I heard him say that on the stage, I thought, this is a work. Why would somebody come out and say that unless it was a work? Because he's my- he's painting himself as the victim, yeah. it's I, I look at it, this this is how everything hit me. You know, I, I, I am a CM Punk fan, and I have been for years. And I, I, I've, I've loved his comeback, uh, as crazy as it's been. Um... And, you know, and when the, the controversy happened last year, I just kind of, I don't know. I kind of brushed it aside like, all right, I, you know what? I, 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 could, I could choose to be the fan to, like, dig into this and lose my mind. Or I could be the fan to just, all right, let's just appreciate what's on TV. And that's honestly the biggest old school way of doing stuff. Like, this... You treat it how it is like before there was the internet and the water cooler talk. And you didn't know what happened behind the scenes. You saw the matches in the ring and that's all you cared about it. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ignore the BS because half of it's fake anyways as far as people making up stuff. Oh, yeah. And that's that's how I treated it. And then this stuff happened, and I'm just like, oh, my God, are you serious? It's happening again. And it it just, 
it, it, it just upset me as a wrestling fan. It really did. You know, I, it, part of me is like, I look at it like, uh, you know, some people obviously want to poke the bear, you know? Yeah, and and did uh, did CM Punk re- respond accordingly? No, no, obviously he didn't. If the stories are true, but then it's like you know how how far are you supposed to go? How far are you supposed to let things go backstage? Who are all the guilty parties? I can't I can't sit there and look at a person and say oh one person's guilty and that's it no there's other guilty parties in this this is this this is bigger than just cm punk this is whoever's messing with them you know and like i see you know this whole you know poking the bear thing is well i'm just trying to get heat whatever it's like something's got to happen to jack perry at some point you know it's i that, that's how i look at it that's that's me you know and 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 you can you can agree to disagree with me all you want. It's it's all good, you know. And I'm not the kind of guy to be like, well, our opinions differ, so f you. No, whatever, you know. It's just I'm a CM Punk fan. I'm gonna I am personally gonna miss him off my TV. Um, I I loved his comeback, and now we've got this. So now. We start, the rumors are starting already of when's he going to go back up north? When's, you know, when's Vince going to let him back in? I don't know. You know, it's like, and that that kind of stuff, as soon as you see all those billion headlines, I try to take that with a grain of salt, too. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it makes a lot of sense what you're saying, because it's not just one person who's guilty. It's not. There's a lot of guilt that goes around, and I think at the, at the end of the day, it, it falls back on, Who's the guy who owns the company and who's managing the company and who's allowing what to go down and when not to go down? And um, Butster, jump in on this. I mean, you and I have talked about this many, many times here, but do you think this should have been the final straw? I mean, when you look at the experience in its totality, do you think this should have been it or do you think there was still a way to rectify this or do you think no? People there just have it out for him, and 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 that's just the way it's always going to be. And there's always going to be flare-ups. I don't think people have it out for him. There's some people that are not his fan, but I don't think necessarily it's the world against him or AEW against him. Uh, I think what did him in was fighting or not fist fighting, but arguing with Tony Khan. Just for regards yeah. of what you hear him and Jack Perry having at it. I mean, me and you talked about it, Mike. We were texting back and forth on. I don't think that's a big deal. Perry came up. He was being a bit of a dickhead. He poked at him. Punk slapped him around. It, it is what it is. I don't think that's what did it in. I think it didn't help. I mean, getting fisticuffs doesn't help. But it's it's a right. locker room issue. It happens in all sports. Right around, it happens. I've been there. I've done it. Not necessarily proud of it, but it, it's happened. Just the way it is sometimes. You know, the, the boys close the locker room door. The coaches are outside, and you... Sort your issues out one way or another. It's not always good, but that's what happens. And a lot of times you're better off after. Now, with that said, I don't condone violence. I'm not saying if you don't get along with somebody, go beat the piss out of them. No, don't do that. You'll go to jail. It's a bad idea. Right. But occasionally it happens in locker rooms. Mike, don't go to school tomorrow and punch out the French teacher, okay? <laughs> don't do that. That's not good. I'm not paying your bills for you. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I'll buy a new shirt that says I got fired. That's the most you don't get out of me. <laughs> no, but at the end of the day, I don't think I don't think the fight was what did it. The fight didn't help. It was just an accumulative effect. 
And from what you're hearing, him and Tony got him pretty bad. And he yeah, was cussing and swearing and flipping out and saying, fuck this, I quit. Well, yeah. quit. How does that look? You're supposed to be a locker room leader. We created a show just for you. That's a different conversation there. But they created Collision for Punk. Mm-hmm. We can all agree on that, I think. That's yeah. uh, that's a secret. And then this happens, another blow up. You know, him and Tony getting into it. I just think it was a, it was a total collab or collective thing. And that was what they had to do. And sorry, J-Bone, it was the right thing to do. At that point. Oh, no, I, it, I agree with if that. If it were just a fist fight, a suspension, like, you know, don't do that no more. PP whack, you're done. Yeah. Fine. But when you're getting into fist fights, and he has a black cloud over his head, it seems. Yeah. He, he does have some issues getting along with people. Yeah. I'm not saying he has issues, but just he doesn't yeah. play well with others at times. Well, let, let me... That goes, he, that goes back forever. Exactly. You know? yeah. And this is not a new development. And uh, right. with uh, Jack Perry, he's no angel in this. Yeah. Oh, no. Me and Mike talked about this when we were texting. Punk punching him in the mouth. I don't have an issue with it. I think Jack brought that upon himself. Well, when when you think about this, too, and I think you'd both agree, AEW's got a ton of immaturity. A ton. I don't mean a little. I mean a ton. Uh, the reason why people go to Impact is because they love where they work. And you don't hear anything about, I I love where I work, I'm happy, this is where I want to be. WWE, they don't allow that stuff to get loose. They will shut that shit down in a heartbeat. But I think because Tony wants to be everybody's friend, he wants to be, you know, the guy. He doesn't really understand the concept of managing people. And I think that's where the old man really knew what he was doing. I mean, the old man up north, for all of his faults... He definitely knew how to do certain things when it came to wrangling people in. But uh, no, AEW, I, I love it. I think they got great young talent. But J-Bone, you got to agree, some of these guys have been pushed to the moon really fast. They've just been in the business for a cup of coffee. You know, they've yeah. been wrestling for a two years on the independence, and all of a sudden they think their shit don't stink. And it's just like, whoa, you haven't been doing this that long. Like, where do you come up with this? greater than you know ego that you have um yeah and yeah and I've, the, I've i've heard of a few i'm not gonna say names because they know, need to be humble it's, it's uh it's, it's i don't want to sit there and have the stories come out be like well where'd you get that well i've got sources but i i've heard of a few names that you know you know they, they're they're kids they're coming up in the biz and they're like oh i'm with aew now hell no my shit don't stink yeah there's yeah when you're young and you're like i got money uh yeah it's you start you start believing your own hype and it's yeah the egos are there you know if if we're kind of on the same page we may be so i'll just cryptically say this it is is one of these people potentially somebody who also takes outside bookings and who did not want any outside bookings to clash or interfere with this person's alleged on-screen success or whatever it may be? Because I I do know that I talked to someone specifically that that was kind of an issue with someone. uh, Oh, no, this is is something different. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's many of those stories. But there's a lot of immaturity... Punk wasn't an angel. The people around him 
weren't that and where were where was your Dustin Rhodes during all this and where is your other people that are, are should step in and and you know what I mean and just kind of say hey what the hell's going on here like, like stop and you never hear those names being thrown out there um so I don't know I, I don't know who the locker room leader is in AEW I mean for everyone who says John Moxley is you know, there's a lot of stories about John Moxley too I mean he's he's a little he's a good dude but he's yeah. he has his own personality traits as well so I don't know, but I will say Brian Danielson has definitely stepped up his game in AEW. And yeah. from what allegedly has been reported that Tony Khan would leave him in charge if uh, if Tony couldn't be there to run a show. And I think that's huge because Tony doesn't really trust a whole lot of people from what I've been told. And right. that's a good deal to trust Brian Danielson. And I think maybe Brian's the guy, but... Um, yeah, the punkster is gone. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys think that uh, I'm going to throw some names out here? First of all, do you think he'll go back to the indies? No, 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 no one can afford that paycheck. What do you? Th- okay, J Bone. What do you think ballpark wise? Somebody of his stature would command based upon what you've seen others, if anybody even to that level. Uh, I I I'm not I'm I'm not a I'm not a I'm, you know, one to come up with figures. I, I mean, I've, I've heard some outlandish figures that people have commanded in the Indies, and it's, you know, usually when people come in, in into the Indies and their their ballpark range is like 10k, it's like what? It's like no, it's like no. This is this is the Indies. This is the Indies for a reason. We're not, you know, this isn't up north. This isn't down south. This isn't you know, WCW or whatever, you know, no, this is, no, when you, when you go to the Indies, you're there for a reason to, you know, to bring up the next, uh, say generation, you're there to pop someone local, what have you, you know, or maybe it's for charity or whatever. Um, yeah, you you don't throw around that kind of price tag when you're in the Indies, but what the hell? It's like, you know, these indies are trying to like make a go of it too, and they're trying to pay their. They got to make money. Their local talent and their local help, and you know, tip your bartenders and whatnot. Whoever is, is you know all in the scene there. Um, yeah, geez, you, you can't unless it's something char- charitable. I don't see Punk hitting the indies. I mean, do I picture him going back up north? I I, I, I hear whispers of things over the last twenty four to forty eight hours. Um, it wouldn't shock me, because um, I mean, to be honest, uh, he only has so many options. I know I, I'm hearing whispers of uh, Impact Wrestling. I I I I don't think he would. Uh, well, number one, it's it's not that he wouldn't fit in Impact Wrestling. I don't think the investors in Impact Wrestling want to pay his salary. Uh, I think that's what it is. You know. It's like this. There's only X amount of people in Impact Wrestling that really make a decent living working there, and that's not knocking the place. That's just it's just you know, reality. It's business. It's not. It's not up north. It's Impact Wrestling is basically in a really good indie with uh, decent TV, you know, and uh, decent production, which I've heard is actually. Supposed, supposed to get better within the next few months. Um, I haven't heard details, but I have heard that, so that's interesting by itself. 
But um, yeah, Punk's probably going to go back up north uh, if he can sit down with uh, Trips and uh, Vinnie Mac. And um, I mean, there's money on the table. If, if it doesn't happen, they're leaving money on the table. You know, you know, let's 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 get the issues out of the way, and uh, the the guy's gonna the guy's gonna put butts in seats, whether you think he is or not. He's gonna sell a crap ton of merch. Um, it's bound to happen. Do you do you guys either one of you guys think? And I'll go to the butster here. This may sound crazy saying this, but is there any chance that after so much time passes, a reconciliation could happen between he and Tony? No, Jesus, I'm- no. And the reason why I say this is because Vince had a lot of issues with the Ultimate Warrior. He had a lot of issues with people before who he fired over and it got ugly. But sometimes he brought them back. Um, again, we don't know the the severity of what happened. In, and I agree with you. And I also agree the fact that it's probably what happened between he and Tony, not so much between he and Jack Perry. So you don't think cooler heads could prevail at some point in time and that there could be a reunion? If it was as bad as Tony was getting on, that he was afraid for his life, I don't. Do you know how bad it would be for a grown-ass man to be getting yelled at so bad you're afraid for your life? Yeah. Like, come on, it, it must have been pretty ugly. So, no, I don't see it happening. And no. like, if you compare it to, like, Ultimate Warrior. First off, Punk is not the Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior was way over. Right? Punk is over, but Warrior was on a different level. Right? And yeah, Vince brought him back. Didn't work out well. Right? It was it was basically a disaster. Right? So um, I don't think so. Punk's just I don't he's just he's a He's immature. He's, I don't know, he just, he doesn't get along well. He's a bit of a pain in everybody's ass. Yeah, he's he's over. Fans love him. But that doesn't mean two squirts of rat piss if you're over, if you can't get along in the locker room and nobody wants to wrestle you and the owner of the company thinks you're going to murder him. Do you guys, do you guys also think that there was a reason why in that seven year absence that he never came back to WWE or WWE didn't reach out to him. I mean, that's seven years. I mean, that's a long time to be gone. Um, How do we know they never reached out to him? Well, I mean, and that's, that's a very good question. We don't know if they never reached out, but he never went back is the point. And if somebody really wants to be back in a player, then why would he not really go back? The only reason I would see him going back now would be for vengeance. I really do. And I'm not talking about the name of, a, of an old pay-per-view. Um, did he not have an issue with the WWE doctor or something? He did. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, that, that doctor ain't around anymore, I don't think. No, but still, maybe there's a little bit of sour grapes to that, too. Yeah, well, it's there. It was a combination of things. He he was he was ill at the time. He had infections. Uh, trips. His ego always clashed with Trips' ego, and that doesn't help because you know Trips is the guy who's on top. Um, you know, either a being a star and or you know at that time slowly becoming someone who's going to run the place. Um, yeah, it's, 
he's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to go back and have a meeting and uh you know we'll see if cooler heads can um sit down around a table and just air stuff out you know and of course there's gonna be lawyers involved and whatnot but um it's uh because because right now this news that's coming out about him is not gonna help his employment no now granted you know un- until said footage comes out a lot of it you gotta take with a, a grain of salt it's like it's, you know there's like oh there's there's people saying that he lunged at tony or did this or did that and it's like well define lunged you know and he's like and tony's saying he was scared for his life well of course he's gonna paint himself as a victim he's what five foot nothing and you know 150 pounds of course he is how do you imagine somebody and not get to him like if you're that close and you're I, arguing I, and you lunge at him, how do you not get to him? I think Samoa Joe probably, Samoa Joe and he are, are very, I guess, pretty close. And he kind of got in the way. Plus, I don't think you'd want to piss off Joe. He doesn't seem like be he would be somebody who I would want to upset. But um, yeah. kind of taking this to the next step here. So on Busted Open Radio, Mark Henry said that he's concerned that AEW is going to have a huge financial hit following the termination of CM Punk. Now, a recent appearance on Bust Open Radio, WWE Hall of Famer warned AEW of the financial hit from firing CM Punk and said it's just going to make things worse. Henry linked Punk to Dennis Rodman and how each team of the controversial nature were worse when that person ended up leaving. He would go on to say when Rodman left the team, the team got worse, he said, when he left Chicago. Things got worse. He left San Antonio. It got worse. He left the Pistons back in the day. He was a defensive stalwart. He was really good. Things got worse. Punk is very good at what he does, and he does move a lot of merchandise as well. They're going to see a financial hit happening with all of that as far as tickets are being sold and uh, revenue, you know, merchandising and whatnot. But let me ask you both this question. I mean... The, the the rumor is that the people at Warner Brothers Discovery were made known 24 hours before Tony fired Punk, and evidently Tony had exp- explained to them the reasons as to why. You know, we're talking about television deals, and they wanted CM Punk. Do you mm. think at the end of the day this could potentially hurt their next TV deal? Because this was in the plans, this was supposed to work, or do you think Warner Brothers Discovery is going to say, yeah, that was the plan, but sometimes things change. But what's your take on how this is going to impact their next television rights deal? I would like to think any um, network would be understanding of they had to get rid of them. Because just like any TV show, if actor X is a pain in everybody's ass and they get rid of them, the networks understand it. It's not perfect. It's not ideal. You would think they had to understand it. Yeah. Wouldn't they? That's just life. You no, know, didn't work out with him. But I mean, they, they need to do something. They can't uh, have this just go to shit now. Like to where nobody's watching Collision. And if ratings take a dump, like a big time dump, that's what's going to mess everything up. 
And then it's just people are going to go back to that. Well, one reason it had ratings was punk. Then you're going to see a, a big negative backlash to that with your next TV deal. So they're going to have to step up their game and replace him. And that's not just filling a roster spot. You had to replace him. That's not going to be easy. Jay, let me ask you this. I mean, despite what we may think of his personality, he does have a legion of fans that do follow him. He does sell a lot of merchandise. If you were the boss, knowing everything that we know, and obviously hindsight's 2020, obviously, what would you have done differently? Say you were in the shoes of Tony Khan. What would you have done? And do you think that it would have changed anything ultimately? Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to say. You know, you can only, because there was all this news about split rosters. Like, okay, we're, we're going to keep A, B, and C away from, you know, D, E, and F, you know. And, and that's why we're going to create this show so that we can have, you know, this part of the alphabet over here, this part of the alphabet over here. And in, on paper, that sounds great. You know, and other brands have certainly done that before. WWE's done it for years. Uh, sometimes it works out tremendously. Sometimes it doesn't, depending on, you know, who you move where and when and for what reasons. I think it was all seemed like good on paper, but in the long run, yeah, the stuff is going to fall through the cracks. And unfortunately something obviously big fell through the crack as far as, you know, the little riffs, uh, attitudes, egos, you can't predict everything. All you can do is say, okay, I'm going to stick these guys on this show. This sounds like a pretty good deal. We're going to stick these guys on this show. And, that seems like a pretty good combination. You try to even out talents, you know, between veterans and we'll just say young bucks, so to speak, you know, ones, you know, up and comers. And, you know, you're going to throw some shit against the wall and you're going to hope it sticks. But yeah, obviously, uh, you know, what was meant to be couldn't happen. And uh, so, yeah, so now you're left with a show on Saturday nights that's obviously struggling already. And uh, just was just because it's Saturday night. Because it's Saturday night. That was a big mistake already. Right. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it, it maybe back 20, 30 years, um, you treated weekend shows a little differently depending on what it was. But um, things are just different now. You know, as far as wrestling, people aren't sticking around their houses on Saturday nights. They're going out, they're doing stuff or whatever. Well, I also think because, you know, in, in not to draw back to, to COVID, but my God, I mean, people now want to live life because we've been locked down, you know, and I think people just they don't want to stay in the house especially when the weather's nice or when there's fall sports or whatever it may be. I mean, think about it from this perspective, everybody listening, you go to work, it's a Friday night, right? You might go to a local high school football game. If your kid plays there, you may go to a, you know, a local brewery, you may play cornhole, you may do something, but the concept of just going home and sitting is not really something most people want to do after they've just spent 40, 50, 60 hours at work. They want to at least feel like they can have some fun and cut loose. And I don't necessarily know if 
cutting loose is really in the cards when it's pro wrestling. Um, and I'm not trying to, to downplay it, but I mean, yeah. think about J bone, you get home from work. Yes. You probably, you know, because you're in this, uh, the talk show business of this, but you also like to do other stuff. Oh yeah. Like you know, I, I, I want to sit down and, you know, maybe I hadn't seen my wife much in the last few days. I want to kick back and watch a, a movie I just downloaded with her or um, we want to grab a bite to eat at a new local place or maybe I want to, you know, do something regarding a hobby like some of my, you know, custom figs or something like that I want to work on for, to just distress. Yeah, there's a number of things to do, but yeah, wrestling isn't. I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> now, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. The Butster and I have had this conversation, you know, catch up with the missus, go out to eat, uh, do different things. I mean, yeah. the one thing I'm super jealous of the butt is they have really good, fun activities they do outside of the house. And I'm going to try to steal some of those because my, my creative juices uh, are, are getting a little dry. So I'm going to need to revamp some of my ideas about, you know, what can we do? You know, because you often say to yourself, what the hell is there to do? Right. Yeah. There's things to do. You just got to get creative. But there's always, right. something. There's always got, something to do. You got to. You, yeah. And sometimes it takes a little work to figure it out. You know, like, yeah, yeah you got to dive into the local scene. Maybe if, find a new place to snack at or or, or some uh, f uh, local festival, something, some local traditions that could be up your alley it's yeah you gotta you gotta put the work in to you know keep it keep the home fires burning i, I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm with you 100 percent um speaking of just kind of getting back on this whole topic of, of punk here before we wrap this thing up um kevin nash has the click podcast and he's there with sean oliver and it's a good show i like to listen to it and on the most recent edition, Kevin Nash addressed the backstage issues with CM Punk, and he thinks he does need some help. And this is coming from Kevin Nash. He says, honest to God, in all seriousness, what I take from this whole situation is he does need some help, maybe mental help. In fact, I do think it's mental help. It's not an attitude thing. When it becomes destructive, then there's a chance it's going to cost you millions of dollars, but you just continue to push, push, push. And it's not working. It's not working for anybody. So guess what? He just ends up getting pushed out the door. Um, we're not psychologists. We're not psychiatrists. Yeah. You know, but Kevin Nash does have some, you know, he's, he's got some ground to stand on because he's been in locker rooms. Oh, and sure. I think he's what he's seen with Scott Hall. And he's probably seen a litany of people that I guarantee you sit down with him. He could say that person right there needs to be on prescription medication. This person right. over here needs to be on a tranquilizer. Um, I'm not even getting into Scott Steiner, but I, I don't know what's going to end up happening, but I do hope that things end up working out and he finds peace. Um, the collision ratings haven't been super great recently, even with him. And again, it's Saturday nights, which is obviously not an ideal thing. And then second of all, you're competing with a lot of sports. I mean, a lot of sports are coming in. Baseball's going to come into the home stretch with the playoffs. You, know, you got yeah. college football coming in. I mean, do you want to watch big. that? That's a yeah. big thing. College football is going to just destroy that. Hockey uh, night in Canada. 
There you go. UFC has their fights uh, on Saturday nights as well. WWE does some of their um, premium live events, PLEs, and uh, on Saturdays. So we'll see what happens. Ultimately, it's just a shame. I think we all agree with that, that we had so much more higher aspirations for what this could have become, and it yeah. just didn't. So Yeah. Yeah, so we just, uh, you know, if it, it, if it's like it, there's two sides of the coin. If you weren't a, a fan of his and you hear this and you you uh, you rejoice in it, well, that's one thing. Um, but if you're uh, like me and you're you're a fan of his and you enjoy seeing him on TV and you enjoy his matches and his promos and whatnot, and then you you hope that in due time that maybe he'll show up some other place and he can he can find a, a locker room that won't uh get to him so to speak let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about the all-out pay-per-view which happened in chicago uh we kicked off with the zero hour and it was the over budget battle royal so just in case you haven't watched all out you may go ahead and turn off the show at this point and maybe fast forward for a few minutes um but the over budget battle royal basically the winner of the battle royal got to donate fifty thousand dollars of their choice of tony khan's money to a charity hangman adam page ended up winning the battle royal and he ended up donating his to i believe the uh, public school systems of chicago which was uh which was really, really cool on his part. Um, Bleacher Report ends up giving the match a B. We had Sheeta. We had uh, Sky Blue and um, Nightingale versus Martinez, Diamante, and Athena. Now, there's a few people in here that I really like, and I want to talk about them. So I like Sheeta. I definitely like Sheeta. Oh, all day. Love her. The the Willow Nightingale aspect of it, she almost reminds me of, and I've said this before, like Bailey, before Bailey got stopped being the whole hug me person with the 1980s headband and all that. She reminds me of that. So, but she's so happy and she's upbeat and, and she's a really good performer and I like her a lot. Um, Mercedes Martinez is that grizzled veteran. I think she's more of the tutelage aspect of her career now. Oh, Damn, she was she was back. She was back, yeah, and she's oh, actually doing Ring of Honor now. Great. So Diamante is is back as well. I think she's doing more mm. Ring of Honor stuff. And then Athena, which, oh, my God. I, Athena, in my opinion, should be on national TV every single week. She's just that good. Now, she's killing it. She, the, But a person that I have a real issue with is Sky Blue. I got a problem with Sky Blue for the simple fact that I feel like she's so young and she's getting a lot of screen time. And I just don't feel like, and this is my opinion, that she's up to snuff just yet. Um, I think she was in there with some great women that she could learn a ton from. But let me ask you this. When it comes to women's wrestling in general, Impact's got a great division. Absolutely. Just they're having banger matches. WWE really has dropped the ball with their women's division. Where would both of you rank when we talk about AEW slash Ring of Honor women's wrestlers? Butster, I'm going to start with you first. Um, you got some good names in here, but it just feels like they just never really get any traction. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Uh, why they're not getting traction, I'm not sure. Because they did push fairly heavily. I mean, let's not forget when Jade Cargo was a champion, that was 
every Wednesday night we had her on. Uh, the outcasts, those pushed heavy. It's just not getting over. And not really is it a storyline issue that's causing it. It's not a lack of talent. Tons of talent on that women's roster. Right? Sky Blue being one of them. Sorry, Mike, you're you're wrong on this one, but can't agree on this one. Right? But that's the beauty of it. Uh yeah, they're just it's just not working. I know that's a very blanket answer, but it's it's just not. It's not getting over. The matches are good. You know, you guys uh, see I, I like Will and Ingle. I think she's fantastic. Yeah. Like she's she's excellent. I like Sky Blue. She's still learning, but you need people like her on your roster. Yeah, still a little bit green, but she needs to get some TV time. She needs to get that exposure because she is going to be the future for their women's division, right? Now you have your your veterans. Like we'll go back to this match, right? Um, Mercedes, right? But she has been around a bit now too. She she's has not been. old, but she's been around a bit, and she's damn good, right? Athena, well, no, I mean you summed that up perfectly. She's fantastic. Why she is not yeah. on? Not to interrupt you, but why she's not yeah. on AEW television every week? And I get she's on the Ring of Honor brand, but man, she's so good. So yeah, so they they have a great roster. It was just not. Catching it, plain and simple, it's just not getting over for some reason. So it's not a talent thing. We we know that. So it's basically the storyline thing. I I would imagine a creative. Yeah. What else would be stopping it? J Bone, I mean, you've seen so many great women's matches in Impact Wrestling, and you know, Impact One Thousand is coming up again, and Mickey James has been a huge part of that, and Gail Kim, and all the legends. Um, let me ask you this: When you look at a really well-established, developed women's division like Impact, and then you happen to look over at another company's, what would you say, in your opinion? Because, like, we got the Britt Bakers, right? We got the wow. Soraya's, we got the Tony Storms, we've got um, the TBS champion uh, Chris Statlander. What's the issue here? Why are these things not really all gelling to make a good division, in your opinion? It's got to be something backstage, whether it's a combination of booking and or uh, egos. And I'm not going to sit here and point figures and say, oh, it's this chick or it's that woman or it's that you know lady. And no, I've, no, because I'm not there. I don't know what's happening. But I know women can be catty, you know. I've, I've been around long enough. I've, I've worked. I've worked with a few women in my lifetime. I just, you just know. Um, and that's not being chauvinistic. That's just. It's that's reality. Yeah, yeah, it's that's just life. Um, but uh, yeah, see, my wife even agrees. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, right. Um, yeah, it's and I uh, when I was doing my uh, my own podcast, smash this podcast on a regular basis. Right now, it's just on hiatus. Uh, I I put over the the women's uh, locker room for AEW all the time. It's a 
and say, okay, well, the matches may not be that great, or maybe sometimes the chemistry isn't there, but Good they point. have a stacked women's locker room. They really do. There is a ton of talent there. And I look, and, and we can all be, you know, armchair bookers and say, well, just do this with this couple and do this with this group of girls over here. It's like, it doesn't seem like it would have to be rocket science to, to put together a decent amount of women on a show. Sometimes they really shine. Sometimes it's, I'll say it, it's the drizzling shits. Amen. It, and, you know, it, it, but, but it's all, everyone's going to have their different opinions on who they love and who they hate and, Oh, it's definitely this person's fault. Oh, it's definitely this person's fault. You hear stuff all the time, like, oh, this person doesn't get along with this person backstage. Oh, that's, yep, that's a thing. Um, look, and that's in any, look, it's like you hear a lot of positive things about Impact Wrestling locker room and, and it's you know family oriented. I'm sure it's not perfect all the time, but that's human. Then we're all human. So, look, I, I love uh, the locker room of AEW, um, the the women's locker room. I think there's a crap ton of talent. It's just it's it's given attention to the people that deserve it that are coming up, that are showing their talent, and that are really going to help the show. You know, there there are ones that are absolutely going to help. Maybe not necessarily what you would say, like draw numbers, but people, you know, people are going to talk positively about it on a regular basis. If you keep, for example, when uh, the pandemic started, Britt Baker was uh, injured and she had always had rebel with her. Yep. But she was on the show. I don't remember if you know if you remember this. She was on the show every damn week, In a injured, doing uh, bits, doing her gimmick. It, it was an absolute riot. And it's like, how many times have you seen in the history when so-and-so is injured, you send them home, you don't see them for six months or maybe longer, God forbid, and you practically forget about them. You forget no. they're even there. Yep. Ruth Baker was on that TV show every damn week, lover or, or hater. And she was, you know, doing what she did best and, you know, being a, being a bitch, you know, towards rebel or, or whatever she was doing. I don't even remember. She was champ at the time, but whatever she was doing, I felt like she was really coming out of her shell and, like like the camera's on her and and she made the most of it and i i felt like that was one of the best things they were doing at that time was giving her the chance to grow given a shitty situation as she was injured you know and, so. and she she took a bad situation and really turned it into something good and yeah. you're right you're right i mean it had it not been for largely what she had done during the pandemic she helped carry the women's division she really really did and 
Let me ask you, the butster, let me throw it to you real quick. How much does the women's division miss having Jamie Hayter? Evidently, it misses it a lot. Uh, with Jamie Hayter off, they, it almost seemed that they just got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Nothing's firing. Jamie Hayter is fantastic. Jamie Hayter is really good. <laughs> right? Could you imagine Jamie Hayter and Chris Statlander? Like, come on, that would be a show and a half. Right? I tune in to watch that. Let me ask you guys, and, and that just like popped a memory in my head. When she had that match and she became a uh, women's champ, I'm trying to remember who she beat. She beat Nyla Rose, and I believe it was Nyla Rose, and it was at Daly's place, I want to say. Right, and, and like the, the crowd was like super, like super for her. Yes, they were. And it was like, but it felt, it didn't, it, it felt organic. That was the best part about it. It felt organic. It felt like, wow, this, this, you know, this, uh, um, she's really come up. She's, uh, she's busted her ass. She's proved herself. Wow. Tonight would be a great night to give her the championship. And all of a sudden, when she won, it was like, whoa. It was you, it was shocking, but it was awesome. You nailed it with the word organic. In in the Butster and I for months have been talking about the word organic. Um so you know, she got over organically. Let me ask you this Wardlow was over organically, and we have talked about how badly mishandled and mismanaged Wardlow has been. I mean, he he was almost, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but just the fervent excitement of the audience, almost like a Goldberg in a way, where mm-hmm. he was naturally over when he parted from Max and he became his own man. And then it was just a series of he got the title and then, then he lost the title and then, then he got it back and powerhouse Hobbs got screwed over because he had it and then he lost it. And then now you have a dinosaur walking around with it. It's one of these things where you're right. When when people get over organically, that took me a run. second. I'm like, what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That- you you gotta run with it. Um, so he's gotten over organically. Uh, I I really think Orange Cassidy's gotten over organically as well. Oh, There's a lot him. of people that that she's fun. Um, I'll get to what happened with with Orange and John Moxley, which was a match. It has to be a candidate for match of the year. I absolutely loved it, but not to get off topic here. The women's division um, in AEW definitely needs it needs some TLC, and it definitely needs to take a step backwards. I mean, I'm going to read off some names who people were still under contract with them. Okay. You have Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. You have Taya Valkyrie. You have Serena Deeb, who uh, a report came out saying that Tony Khan reached out to her and said, creative doesn't have anything for you right now. Serena Deeb, you've got nothing for her. What? Okay. Well, that's what? a problem. Huh. Yeah. Oh my God. She, she, I, I, I love, th- there was a period when she was on AEW television, she was the biggest, uh, a woman heel in the, in the company. And it, 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 it um, I, I want to say when when I saw her do stuff, it it reminded me of like a classic, almost like a classic Sherry Martell or a classic uh, uh, Victoria. 
Yes. Um, and uh, God, she and she's in great shape. So yeah, if that's a huge mistake, she it's she, huge she mistake. could be the biggest deal in the company again. Unbelievable. Um, Ruby Soho, who I like a lot, I, I really think she puts on great matches. Uh, Mercedes Martinez. Um, what was that, Buster? She's getting buried. She's getting Ruby buried. Soho, it, totally it, wasted. And and I'm I'm bothered by I'm bothered by the fact that she puts on great matches. I mean, she puts her heart and soul into it, and it's just not working out. But Butster and I have talked about this too. Marina Shafir with her whole combat type of thing. I've mm. tweeted and she's retweeted this before. Put her in the BCC or the or the, yeah the BCC. I don't know why I keep saying BBC, but put her in the BCC. I mean, <laughs> see what happens yeah, with that. BBC is a little different, Mike. I was gonna yeah, good point. Um, Google but, that. Put that in your Google. Put, put her. Put her in that. Do something. Statlander's great. Um, I love Layla Hirsch. She is smaller statured, but doesn't mean she's not that great. She's very good. Lila Gray is really good. Um, there's been stories that Jade Cargill recently has been backstage at AEW, so we may or may not see her sometime soon. Here's something I want to ask you guys about the women's division AEW. Abaddon, what the hell is going on with this? Good question. What is what is Abaddon? Like, it's it's a very unique look, but man, I tell you what, I have not seen her at all. And I don't know what they're planning on doing with her. She's a mixture of Doink the Clown. If you mixed Doink with Luna Vachon, uh and threw in some of that Ohio meth. Stop it. Oh, jeez. Boy, we're stiff tonight, guys. I, I, I look at her like she's... Um, like, like her entrance is very close to, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, she's copying this and copying that. No, 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 no. Cause everybody copies everybody after some point, but, um, she had an entrance very similar to like how Rosemary was, mm-hmm. you know, where you do the, do the crawl out, you know, yes. through the, through, through the mist or whatever, and you get in the camera and whatever, you know, you know, z- z- you know, zombie face, whatever absolutely terrifying. Like, that's like one of my favorite genres of like horror is like the, the zombie stuff. And when Abaddon started, I was like, what the hell is this? It was actually something that made me like jump back in my seat. Like, Whoa, what, what is, you know, and then she, you know, start twitching or whatever, you know, and it's, it almost becomes like a, you know, Marilyn Manson esque, you it know, a little. and uh, I absolutely love it. It was terrifying that she, you know, you know, barf up some bread shit or, or whatever she would do. Um, <laughs> just the, the whole I mean, it was a whole combination of so many different things we've seen over the years from the the, the, the classic Japanese women that, that that you know throw the mist, you know, like Asuka. To uh, scary gimmicks like Rosemary, and, and like you, you brought up Luna, um, you know all these different things, and I, I think part of it is maybe the gimmicks better than the wrestler. I, I'm trying to remember like how she was in the ring. I think I think the gimmick is more terrifying than anything, is is what 
gets her over. But yeah, where the hell is she? I don't know if, if she was like injured, if it was like a, a, a head thing she was gone from. I don't know why she's gone, but damn, yeah, she's great. They were supposed to be an action figure. I'm a big figure guy. Yeah, they're supposed to be an action figure coming out within the next couple series. And now it got pulled. So I, I don't know what's going on with her. Yeah, it's very confusing when it comes to the women's division with AEW. Um, again, what J-Bone said, great talent. You just can't figure out where they're going. And, and could it be just certain chemistries of people putting them together? It just doesn't work. Um, what it, Whatever it may be. But again, I, I feel like there's a lot of potential. But once again, we we often say that there's a lot of potential, but potential doesn't mean anything unless you actually can go out there and have two people do the dance. So, all right. That is the world of AEW as of right now. Um, I will continue on with uh, just a quick recap of here of what happened at the all out pay-per-view itself. So it was a good pay-per-view itself, in my opinion. Um, Better Than You, Bay Bay, took on the Dark Order for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. Better Than You, Bay Bay, won. Um, again, the Dark Order, uh, that's another story of two guys that I think are incredibly talented, uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, and why something hasn't happened with them. Uh, it just it, it makes me shake my head. I don't know. Bleacher Report gives that match. Uh, a solid B. Samoa Joe took on Shane Taylor for the Ring of Honor TV title. Of course, Samoa Joe won. Uh, it was a really good match. Shane Taylor is very agile for someone the size he is. Match got a B-plus from Bleacher Report. Luchasaurus took on Darby Allen in a match that had no reason for being as good as it was. Um, but Barney won. Um, they ended up giving it a B-. minus. I was surprised that... Um, they didn't end up giving the, the championship to Darby Allen to carry it, but I guess they're going to continue going on with this um, this dinosaur thing. Miro took on Powerhouse Hobbs, and uh, it was a really it was a match that was good, but it was two guys that were too similar to each other. There really wasn't one person who accents someone else's talents, and then vice versa. Very blunt force trauma. Uh, Miro ends up winning the match. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs then attacks Miro, and then Lana comes out. Um, whether or not Lana is going to be long term in AEW, Tony Khan said in the uh, All Out press conference afterwards that it is on a handshake deal, and it's a day by day situation. Bleacher Report gave this match an A minus. Don't know if I would have gone that high. Uh, Chris Statlander took on Ruby Soho for the TBS Championship. Uh, Statlander ends up retaining the championship in a match that I felt like Ruby brought it. Ruby really, really did. Now, we're, we're seeing the collapse of the outcasts right now. They look like they're going to be going in a different direction. Obviously, Soraya is the champion. You have a lot of things going on with Tony Storm doing this Marilyn Monroe type of gimmick. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen with that, but they're continuing to stick with Statlander. Uh, Brian Danielson ends up uh, taking on Ricky Starks. So just to kind of catch you up on what happened here, Ricky Stark said he wanted a strap match with the legendary Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Well, the contract was made up, but the contract only said the dragon, and Ricky Steamboat teased it and got him to sign the contract, and then Brian Danielson comes out. They had a brutal, I mean brutal strap match. Uh, Bleacher Report gives it a B plus. I would have given it an A. They laid those straps into each other, and I don't know what these straps are made of. I don't know if they're made soft or what, 
they were hitting each other in the face, the throat, the and it not just the back and the chest and the arms, right? They were getting welts on parts of their body you would think would be off limits, but evidently it wasn't. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Katsusori Shibata took on the Blackpool Combat Club. The Blackpool Combat Club ended up winning this one. Match wasn't bad. Uh, Claudio and his 12-year-old friend with bad facial hair, Wheeler Yuta, ended up becoming victorious. And what's that? I've never heard him described as he, that. He looks like a 12-year-old boy with bad facial hair. If you shave that off, I swear to God, he's going to 8th grade tomorrow. Jiminy <laughs> Christmas. He just, I, I, I like I like Yuta, but yeah, he does look young, I guess. You could say, is he uh, Moxley's young boy? No, I'm kidding. Oh, man. I, I don't know. Maybe he's one of the ring boys from WWE 1985. Uh, let's go to Kenny Omega versus Kanosuke Takeshita. Great match. I mean, great match. Um, Kenny did the business. Uh, he put uh, Kanosuke over cleanly in the center of the ring and uh that was match was seen as an a from bleacher report great great match there um and then finally bullet club gold took on the young bucks and ftr which looked like an olive branch being extended between the two tag teams since they've had their issues with cm punk bullet club gold ends up winning that tag match what's going to happen now we are going to have to wait and see still mm. surprised that they kept the belts on um Dax and Cash, especially after what was going on with Cash, but it looks like, as the butt had said last week, that it doesn't seem to be as bad as we had originally projected it to be, so maybe that case will either get dropped or dismissed. And finally, Orange Cassidy and John Moxley in a match that all I can say is you have to see it. It got an A from Bleacher Report. It is, in my opinion, a candidate for match of the year. Orange Cassidy showed up and showed out. For all of the detractors and in the people who say, well, he's a he's a caricature and he's just silly and he's this and that. If you've watched Orange Cassidy over the last, I would say, year, he's really become more than just the guy with the hands in the pockets. He yeah. took John Moxley to the limit. John Moxley ended up winning. He's your new international AEW champion. Uh, he left Orange Cassidy in a pool of blood in the middle of the ring. And when I say a pool of blood, I mean he was squirting blood. Like, it wasn't quite Eddie Guerrero JBL, but it's pretty damn close. It was bad. I mean, he he got laid open. Okay. So, that is the recap of All Out that's brought to you by Bleacher Report. You can check them out over at bleacherreport.com slash AEW to find out all the interesting information and the reports and grades on all AEW pay-per-views. So hope I didn't ruin anything for you guys who haven't seen it yet, but it's definitely a pay-per-view that they needed to have mm. to move on from the CM Punk distractions. I think this definitely solidified several things. First of all, Brian Danielson is amazing. We always knew that. We know Orange Cassidy stepped up his game. Kanosuke Takeshita stepped up his game. Uh, Ricky Starks, man, needs to be the face of Collision. He absolutely does. Just my opinion, but I yeah. really think Collision is still going to be a solid show, even without Punk. Um, any surprises to either one of you guys as far as these matches? Uh, just out of curiosity, why would you take the belt off Orange and not have Ricky with the title? Would you not want to push those two younger guys a little bit further. Mox doesn't need the belt. 
No, he he doesn't need the belt, but I'm wondering right now if they're going to give Orange a little bit of time off because they have been playing up the storyline that he's been injury riddled for the better part of this last year. He's, so I, he's pretty banged up is what I keep hearing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's that's what I've heard as well from other people that he he needs to rest. Yeah. Um so put it on Moxley, let Moxley carry it, and then obviously I'm I'm sure that when he comes back there might be a rematch or whatnot, but I don't necessarily think Ricky Starks needs a belt right now. I think Ricky Starks is really good, and I don't know what's next for Ricky Starks, to be honest with you, but I'm excited for it, and I'm excited for him because there's definitely somebody that Tony Khan can say, you know what, I trust this guy. Let, let me ask you guys something, and this kind of goes back to just goes back that rewinds to punk, but just, just just bear with me here. Um, there was some discussion, you know, with uh, you know when when Punk was toting his belt around, saying that he was the uh, you know the unbeaten champ and that he was the champ of yeah the real champ of Collision or, or real champ period. Um, do you guys think that they may uh, make Collision an official? second brand and put some kind of title like collision based title on that show maybe not like the world championship but something to that level where it stays on that show kind of like it, the tbs title you know what i mean you know but but for men do you think they would uh because it felt like it felt like they were gonna it felt like they were gonna go that direction for a while but now with Punk gone, and he's obviously no one else is going to tow it around that X covered belt, or at least I would assume not. Because uh, do, you, you, know. do you think do you think they got the belt back? You don't think he's still in possession of it, do you? I don't know. Who cares? Let him take it. Well, the only reason <laughs> I, probably I, left all bug eyed screaming, "I'm keeping my damn title! I never uh, lost him!" While security's throwing him out, and he's uh, he he he's <laughs> missing a left side molar too. I don't know why everyone keeps missing this. He's missing a molar. It bothers me every time the guy would smile. I would just think, "Oh my god, can can Britt Baker just fix that backstage?" But anyway, it's the small things that I focus on, but. No, I, I agree with you. I think if they create a separate brand, now here's the question, though. A lot of people have said this before. Butster, I'm sure you're going to agree. AEW's got a ton of belts. Um, yeah. When it comes to adding another belt, would that necessarily be a good idea? Would you want to make the international world title on one show and the AEW world champion on another one? Maybe you could do it from that perspective. Um, you know, I did feel and you keep drawing me back to this punk thing, but the, the, the thing about sorry, had this not happened, you, we knew that they were building up to punk and max. So you knew punk was not going to lose the world championship to Samoa Joe at all in. We, we knew that. And we knew max probably wasn't. He, I thought he would lose the championship to Adam Cole because I had this whole thing and we did it on one episode. I laid everything out the way I thought it was going to happen, but it didn't. But you ultimately have to think that the reason why Punk still had that and they created that whole real world champion was to ultimately have some match between these two guys. Mm. Now that that is defunct, that's a great question. Like, I really don't know what you do. Um, wow. I don't know. The last thing we need is more belts. Because yeah. then the belts become irrelevant at a certain point. Yeah, the more belts, they mean less. No. 
So you don't want to go that route, or I hope they don't go that route anyhow. I'm just curious to see what's going to be happening. Um, you know, I I wonder if they can finally pivot and and move on from all of this and and really start to get some momentum again. But we'll we'll see. I mean, they they have been under a million for a very long time. They, they're always floating there between that seven hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand. And Raw's oh, that's, doing that's a lot better than I thought they were doing. Oh yeah, so for for dynamite, it's a lot better than they were doing. Dynamite is anywhere from seven hundred and some odd thousand to nine hundred and some odd thousand. They're never quite at a million. Raw is usually at about one point five million, and then SmackDown yeah. is somewhere between two point three and two point five. Right. So it, SmackDown's killing it. They SmackDown really, is doing oh, fantastic. Great show. Great show. I I, th- I think what AEW is going to have to do in a long run is just. Focus on your roster and pick someone and give them like kind of like what they did with Wardlow and or Orange Cassidy, but you got to change it up. You got to, you got to, you got to figure out how to make new stars. You can't be dependent on the legends. Now, granted, yeah, punk, sold a ton of merch i'm sure he put some butts in seats but you got your your brand slash your company is not gonna last if you can't make original talent and that goes all the way back to the monday night wars what did wwf do they made stone cold they made the rock they made a household name out of a freak like Mick frickin' Foley, yep. mankind. And that's how they made a comeback between those guys coming up and Taker, Sean Michaels, um, among many others. And that's how they strived, is you made new talent. And you, you just you nourish it. You What's the word I'm looking for? You fertilize it. You know, you just... <laughs> What do you do with your roster? You know, you let it, you let it grow, you let it breathe, you let it, you let it be itself, and that's what germinate. They're have. I'm trying to did think, you say ger- did you say germinate or terminate? I, I, I said germinate. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word you were thinking of. You have to let it uh, breathe, maybe, or um, let it ferment like beer. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. You just you you gotta you gotta you gotta pick some up and comers and just let them have some banger matches and let it grow from there and you know start some chases for some titles and you know it's like i said it's it shouldn't sound like it's rocket science and but sometimes uh sometimes it is sometimes it isn't but they're i'm, I'm sure they're gonna rise above it because obviously we don't know everything that goes on backstage but not having someone like Punk backstage um, is going to definitely change the air in the company backstage at these shows. And um, and that right there is just going to make people more comfortable, you know, whether people were the ones that supported them or, or not. It's, it's going to change because – that certain amount of tension that maybe was there is not going to be there anymore. You know what? If you were going to create a new belt, because they did have that Texas chainsaw belt, which was just, I, 
I'm not even gonna talk about that match, but <laughs> they should have the banger belt. Just that sounds the show now, Mike. We're done for the, the, we're done the, for this week. You're going the, on with nonsense. The banger belt, man. It yeah. sounds like something associated with the uh, the acclaimed. It, it would, yeah. This is true. <laughs> let's go ahead. And let's put AEW on pause right now. Let's switch on over to the world of Impact Wrestling, where everything seems to be much more under control. It makes more sense. Um, kind of take me through where we stand right now with, with Impact for those who haven't been following the brand uh, as often. Kind of give us a snapshot of where we stand right now, J Bone. Oh, sorry. I was I was I was busily. Uh busy making a mess here uh coddling my new uh a- action figure uh i got from boss studios uh the the, the black taurus that i am so proudly owning here sorry what what so hold on. black black <laughs> black taurus he's the cooler version of mantar is that correct oh so much cooler so much cooler Impact Wrestling itself, I mean, they got a lot of things happening right now. They got the big thousandth episode coming up, which I think is going to be great. A lot of people are coming back. Um, I believe I read that America's Most Wanted is going to be making a comeback as well, at least for that show. I'm a good uh, friend of the Harris family, so I've I've known Chris. I've known his brother, Ben. Um, very, very tight with that family. Uh, very happy to see where his trajectory is going um in a very that's, good that's that is great to hear because there was a dark cloud over that for a little bit it was it was a tough go but i mean i can tell you this right now he has gotten himself in tremendous shape he is in a great place right now wonderful wife um supportive family and i think that's really important so so chris is doing really really well i think it's so cool to be able to see him come back and and put the period at the end of the sentence you know yeah. what I mean? Write his ending the way he would want to go out um, as opposed to, you know, he went to WWE, you know, and he ended up becoming Braden, whatever the hell it was. Braden Walker. Braden Walker and did the whole yeah. ECW thing well. and it didn't work out at all. And no. uh, but so the thousandth episode is coming up. I want to talk a little bit about that first, because I think people who are old school uh, TNA slash Impact fans are going to be really excited about this upcoming um, episode. What have you heard so far about who could be making an appearance and who's scheduled to make an appearance? Uh, I think, uh, well, yeah, we talked about AMW. Awesome Kong is going to be making. That's uh, going to be cool. A return uh, and in ring return as well as. Um, oh God, I almost said Jade Cargill, Jimmy Christmas. Um, no, uh, Gail Kim, excuse me. Gail Kim. Oh. Of all the people that have been trying for years to get her out of retirement, it's finally happening. Yeah. And uh, I don't know uh, to, to what degree. I think she's going to be in uh, the, the multi-woman match. It was like a five on five or something to that extent. And there's going to be some more uh, surprises of what the beautiful people are coming back. Shark boy, big shark boy fan. Love shark boy. Former um, HWA guy here in Cincinnati. Yeah. Is he still wrestling? I think, I, mean, I think he makes shark appearances. Boy? I'm not sure how much he actually wrestles. I thought he was he was tagged and he is doing shows at uh, SeaWorld, but I'm not sure. 
I, I heard he's, he was uh, run, he's I heard in he was, I heard he was wrestling some uh, boxes of donuts as well. Uh, <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh um, my god. I'm one to talk though. I can I can tear up some boxes of donuts myself. I mean, oh. you put you you put you put me in you, you put me in Shark Boy in the ring, couple boxes of a uh, Duncan man, <laughs> we'll blow the roof off the place. <laughs> if not the toilets, absolutely. Um so so Shark Boy, obviously Gail Kim, by the way, I'm just going to say this right now. It, it is a happily married man all three of us. We, I can say this, and I'll, I'll make this very professional. Uh, she's a very attractive young lady. Okay, I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. Very pretty. Wow, and she's married to that uh, that really creepy guy who does the the cooking, right? The so, guy's like a giant. Yeah, he, he, but but he's just odd. He's just very odd. He looks like a very tall like troll. He, he's a hell of a chef. Fantastic! I'll eat his food. It just his presence is a little ominous. He walks around ready for Halloween. So anyway, continuing on. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me? Who, who else is going to be on? The, I heard that Team 3D is going to be showing up as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Devon is getting the tables one more wow. time. Um, ODB, uh, I heard that she's going to be back as well. Now, let me ask you this question. What was the whole gimmick thing with her slapping her tits? What was that? I never understood the concept behind that. She pulls out the flask and she just starts violently hitting her breasts. And I never understood what was that about. Was that just like hitting, you know, when a guy hits his chest, like, yeah, I'm the man. Is that what that was? <laughs> I don't know. She runs a food truck. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Shark Boy can find a job. I don't know. Um, my, uh, my, my fellow cohort in uh, TNI, Alicia, she is, uh, she is absolutely ecstatic. She's I think I think she said she's going to the hundredth uh, episode, but what she's most excited for is seeing ODB and the food truck when it comes to town. Yeah, she's like she she said she, what, what what does she keep saying? She wants that cup of meat or whatever she <laughs> Wow. Wow. Um yeah, so Team 3D, obviously ODB. A lot of nostalgia people are coming back. Yeah. Uh, awesome Kong's be coming back. Shark Boy's going to be coming back. Um, gosh, who else? Uh, I know Tommy's going to be there, obviously. There's going to be some other legends from TNA that'll be coming back. It'd be cool if Sting showed up. Or maybe Jeff Hardy. You know what I mean? Somebody yeah. make an appearance. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be... Either a, a surprise appearances and or possibly a few via satellite, you know. So who knows? There's definitely going to be people that are going to be coming from AEW. Oh sure, they, they still have the relationship, so it's going to be somebody. Yes, hopefully yeah. Jeff Hardy and Sting don't have a match though. The last one didn't work well. I tell you what, I'd be excited for. Is you bring back Kid Cash and have uh, uh, Lance Archer come out with him? Good old, good old Dallas, or as they used to call him back in the early two thousands. I'd watch that. Kid that Cash would be good. cool. I love that combo. That was great. Um, 
I always loved the X Division guys, so maybe Amazing Red will show back up again. You never know. Low Key could possibly show up. I think that would be kind of interesting. Maybe uh, Mr. JL might show up again. You never know. Tracy Brooks is supposed to be there. Tracy Brooks. That's very nice young lady. Wow. Canadian, just for the record. That's uh, Kazarian's better half. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'd, lo- I'd love for there to be a podcast of all the guys who ended up getting to marry these girls. Now, that's a show. The guy <laughs> right. who got to marry Trish Stratus, Jesus. Shit. Like, seriously? <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. Start start their own uh, reality show, right? Oh, my God, these dudes. I mean, how did you even, how did you make that happen? Yeah. It's going to be a good show. So give us a snapshot of what's happening actually in Impact Wrestling right now for people who are wanting to be brought up to speed, you know, the current situation, what's happening, and and what would draw people in to want to watch the product. Well, I'll tell you what. I love what uh, PCO is doing right now. Um, he's uh, he's kind of like one of those you know classic monster characters in the company. Uh but he also is insanely athletic. So it's not like just some guy, you know, showing up and, Oh, I got an old gimmick. Ooh, you know, like the, you know, the boogeyman, I'm coming to get you. No, PCO will F you up. Seriously. Amen. Amen. Oh my God. Yep. I got, I got, I got the piece. I got the piece of table. Right here from Chicago Heat. Autograph from PCO. From the table that exploded just mere inches away from me. That's fantastic. So so yeah, that's that just that was definitely a highlight of my weekend. Um he's he's just something else. He's so much fun. And he's uh, he doesn't take himself too seriously. Like I asked him for a, a picture when we were doing a photo op. And I had him put his uh, uh, hands around my neck for the photo. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the, he gets it. He absolutely gets it. Um, what else? Uh, Crazy Steve is going through a uh, quite a transformation. Uh, probably my favorite thing that happened last week. He showed up with a new gimmick, a new mask, uh, a new attitude. Um he doesn't uh, give a rat's ass about rules. He's just coming to just wreck stuff and be a plague in Impact Wrestling. I absolutely love it. He's so underrated. I don't know how he does what he does, but, man, he's he's something else. And the fact that they're actually giving him a platform now instead of just being a sidekick, to, and no offense to Decay. Decay was great. I loved him in Taurus and bite their face off you know there was a lot of fun you know it was over like rover but the fact that you're focusing just on him to be what could possibly be end up being a top heel in the company if you play it right um it's gonna it's gonna be magic it's gonna be magic and taurus is gonna you know have a chance to breathe by the way boss fight studios is absolutely the company that should take over the impact wrestling action figure 
business. This new uh, figure I just got in the mail on Monday oh, from wow. Lost Fight Studios, Black Taurus. Yeah, I was just saying, hold that up. Let's let's get a good shot of that. Damn, it is absolutely sick. Now, as as good old Brian Meyer says, I'm gonna let this one breathe, and I'm actually gonna turn it into a custom because he doesn't look like this anymore. Right. So I'm gonna turn all this white hair that he has on him. I'm gonna like paint that black and uh change up a few things on him and just kind of give him a a new a new look, a, cur- a more current look, if you will. But um and I'll end up buying like another one just so I can have it in package. But yeah, Taurus is great. They need to do do a proper feud between these two. Where um where did you end up getting the the figures in in price wise? What were we looking at here? Um, that is their part of their basic line. It's uh, I got it on Amazon because uh, we're a Prime member, so shipping is free. Nice. Um, so the Legends of Lucha Libre Fanaticos. This is the next line. So you've got uh, Black Taurus, of course. You got Vampiro. So it's a it's a classic looking vampiro from the nineties. You've got uh Eo de uh Pero Agoyo, rest in peace, one who fa- uh tragically died in the ring. And uh a lot, a lot of people love good old Ultimo Dragon. So that's another great looking figure. I've seen a lot of these figures in different videos, people reviewing them, and out of all of them. Black Taurus is absolutely the top of the line. Wow. So, Very stoked. Nice. So, yeah, just if, <laughs> put it on social media, put it on the old X slash Twitter box, whatever you want to call it. Um, these guys need to take over the action figure biz for Impact Wrestling. Yeah, those, those look really, really good. Yeah, the detail on these, and this is a, this is a 20... We'll say it's a twenty dollar price point. I paid twenty five ish, but it's uh, it's not their their ultimates. Their ultimates are like double that forty something. Wow. There's a, there's a there's a few of those out there. There was a like a Conan and um oh I don't know they did a Pentagon they did a Phoenix and then they did some female wrestler I'm not familiar with. I apologize. But um, but yeah, yeah, it's a great line, and then they got the accessory sets. So yeah, they're not certainly not the biggest thing out there, but the the quality is absolutely shining through. They need the they need to jump on that. The guy, the the guy, the gal I want to talk to you about and get your opinion is there's been a lot of talk about whether this person was going to stay in wrestling or whether they were going to leave, and that was Jordan Grace. And we had heard that I guess her contract had come up and she was wanting to spend more time bodybuilding. Now she's gone through a huge transformation from what she was to oh. what she looks like now. Yes. Which is a, a huge commitment to her fitness. Let me ask you this. Why do you think that and, and maybe she has, but why do you think she hasn't gotten uh, any more looks from other companies as well? I mean, I know obviously she really is happy with, with impact, but I'm just saying, do you, do you think that, she could i think she could compete in a wwe women's division very well i think she could do very well in the AEW women's division what do you think is is maybe her mindset do you think she just found a place and this is her home or do you think that um she will get looked at at some point in time 
I think she will somewhere down the line jump ship, and I don't blame her. I've I've said this about everyone and anyone, even when it came to favorites like Taya, you know, who went to WWE, came back to Impact, and then left with her husband. Or I should say with her husband, but her husband wasn't in Impact, but is in now in AEW with her. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm like. I, I have the philosophy of, hey, if you can go get paid, go get paid. Go go make that money because it, it don't last forever. No. God knows that. So, yeah, go get paid and make that money and you leave on good terms. And you, you can always come back to what you call, you know, home, you know, originally. I think with Jordan Grace, I think there is definitely a healthy dose of, um, hey, this is the first company to really give me a look and made me feel like I was part of something special. It's another reason why you look at that women's locker room or just the locker room in general and say, yeah, there is something special about that. You know, where they, they take care of their own in, you know, some way, shape, or form. Um, and Jordan Grace has absolutely represented that company with nothing but style and grace. Not to be punny, but, you know, it's it's a fact, you know. During the pandemic, there were X amount of people in the industry that either went by the wayside and you never really saw much or heard of them again because of what was going on with shows and companies. And there's also ones who took that time to focus on themselves. And when the time was right, you know, when things came back to what was going to end up being the normal at the time, show the world what you did with yourself because of pride and motivation and a healthy dose of pride, you know, not, not egotistical pride, Sure, but uh, you take pride in what you do and who you are and how you look and everything. And um, Jordan grace is the pinnacle of what you can do. If you put your mind to it, she's, she is the these the epitome and example of what like I used to have on my wall as a teenager. You had you used to have like a bunch of like you know bikini fitness stars, you know, kind of like the old Trish Stratus or Victorias and you know stuff like that. Back in the day, as a teenager, it's like that was you know swimsuit magazines. That was hot, and she's doing that. She she is making herself that, and I think that's absolutely amazing you know and she also is big on starting um the movement of oh i can't think of how she put it It, it's it's basically being proud of who you are in your own skin you know and uh you know for men or women and um she she's done that so well so the fact that she's part of this locker room, I think there's a lot of pride in having her a part of the locker room. I think it goes both ways, not just her picking impact, but impact saying, Hey, we love what you've 
how you've carried yourself in our company. We want you to stay, you know? So, yeah, I love the fact that she's coming back at, uh, was it Victory Road, I believe it is? That's correct. Yeah, and she's facing Deanna Praza, which is going to be win or lose, an absolute banger. You know, who wins? The fans do, you know, as we joke around and say. I'm just going to say the banger belt. That could become a thing after tonight's show. No. The, the banger belt? <laughs> dude, that would be amazing. No. Come on. The no. banger belt? No. Oh, Butster, come on. <laughs> come on, ass man. I mean, it, it just writes itself. Boop, boop. Well, let me think about it for a minute. No. Go ahead. Let's talk about Victory Road. It's going to be Friday, September the 8th, 8 p.m. in White Plains, New York. You can catch that live on Impact Plus, Impact Wrestling, Ultimate Insiders, and, of course, Fight TV. You can go ahead and order the big event itself. It's going to be really, really good. We got Josh Alexander. He's going to be colliding with Steve Macklin in a fight that is many, many months in the making. We're also going to be having a women's championship match, which is going to have Alicia Edwards taking on Trinity. Um... I'm very curious to see the chemistry between these two, but I think this is going to be a good match. For the tag titles, the Rascals will be taking on the Motor City Machine Guns. I think that one could potentially go down as a classic as well. As the aforementioned Jordan Grace would be taking on Deanna Parazza, and you will have PCO taking on Bully Ray. In a, uh, in a title versus career match, you're going to have Kenny King taking on Tommy Dreamer. Uh, Leo Rush is going to be putting on the Exhibition Championship on the line against Kushida and so much more. Once again, if you are wanting to watch it, there's so many different ways to watch the pay-per-view. But if you're interested in going, you can head on over to Ticketmaster.com forward slash Impact Wrestling right here. They're going to have it. You can find your tickets again September the 8th Friday night, White Plains, New York at the Westchester County Center. And then the following night, White Plains again in the West Westchester uh, County Center. They're going to be doing the follow-up show, which, again, I believe is going to be, what, uh, episode 1000? Yeah. So it's, it's going to be really good. Yeah. This is a great lineup for a pay-per-view. I mean, if you have not seen wrestling and you don't know a lot about wrestling and you just want to see great matches, get an impact pay-per-view. I think you'll love it. I really, really think you'll love it and you'll enjoy it. These are going to be some great matches that are going to lead storylines into the future as well. Let me ask you this one. Um, is there any matches that stand out right now that you're saying, you know what, I'm going to pencil that one in for a potential match of the year candidate? Um, Let's scroll down here. I uh, Well, I tell you what, you can't go wrong with Josh Alexander, Steve Macklin. Um, it's... It's that is a match that absolutely deserves a title, but it's not gonna have a title. But it's it's big enough that it feels like it does because that rivalry goes back to when Josh was the title holder. I'm a huge fan of both, especially Steve Macklin. Uh, I look at him kind of like an old school throwback, just a badass tough guy. I agree. Um, Love them. Absolutely love them. There's going to be some great tag action. Trinity versus uh, Lish uh, Edwards. That is going to... 
man, the, the, the women on this show are also going to tear it down between Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo, Trinity versus Lish. Um, in, in my uh, TNI crew, we're big Lish fans, and, and we've been saying for a while that they should really pull the trigger and, and just do more with her. You know, whether she's a prominent valet and or wrestler. Well, now it seems like she's really getting uh, a, a, a good dose of both, you know, on TV and either in supporting her hubby, Eddie, or uh, doing her own thing in the knockouts division. So it's just, you know, win or lose, it's great to see this. Um, I can't wait to see Lish versus Trinity. Trinity, let me tell you, Trinity has absolutely talked about someone who is coming to the company with, with style and grace. Trinity absolutely has done it. She hasn't come in like, oh, yeah, I used to be in the WWE. I'm all that in the bag of chips. Check me out. Blah, 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 blah. No. She's come, she comes in, treats everyone equal. She doesn't talk down to people. She doesn't flaunt that attitude like some other do, like some others do. She's been an absolute blessing to this roster. And I, I couldn't be happier. Match match per match, Trinity's killing it and always pulls something out that makes you go, whoa, where was this? You know? <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of fun stuff on this card. It's going to be a great, great event. And once again, it is completely worth it. I mean, if you're thinking about getting a pay-per-view and you're unsure about it and you want to see just great wrestling, it's definitely going to be with Impact Wrestling. Check it out right now. You can go to impactwrestling.com. You can get all the information right here. You can also get information on tickets as well for not only the pay-per-view itself, but for the 1,000th episode. You're going to even see some previews of some of these matches that they're going to be having at the big event that is known as Victory Road. Now, there's so many ways you can watch this. Uh, a couple things I want to share with you. In the United States, obviously, it's going to be on Access TV, Thursday nights, Eastern Standard. You're also going to have the YouTube Impact channel for the insiders. And then Thursday nights at 8.30 p.m., you're going to have Impact Plus. And then Thursdays at 10 p.m. as well. Now, if you're up in the land of the moose and the polar bears and the snow and everything that the butster is, it's going to be on the Fight Network Thursdays at 8 p.m. Again, Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. on YouTube, Impact Insiders. Thursdays at 10 p.m., Impact Plus. And then on the Game Game TV, your game show network, I'm not sure, uh, Thursdays at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your listings for... Uh, availability in your area and if you happen to be in africa it's going to be on channel e saturdays at 235 in the afternoon yeah i, I tell you the the most consistent way that i've loved watching impact wrestling specials is you go to their youtube channel you become their one of their ultimate insiders you pay your five freaking five bucks a month it's not much folks you're basically paying a buck a week but so then you get all your episodes your weekly episodes without commercials and you get your monthly specials like this for your five bucks and it's 
because and the reason why I say that is because they've had a lot of technical issues in the past with their uh, the Impact Plus app on their website. Right. So that's why I say that. So I can't tell you personally how the Impact Plus app has been behaving because we used to get very upset at it as Impact fans. So when they made the Impact Insiders on YouTube, many of us jumped on it like, hey, this is definitely going to work, and it has worked. I think there was like one of the first shows was a little glitchy, but beyond that, every show's been perfect ever since. So no complaints there. That's fantastic. Um, I, I just also saw these right here. You got your Slam Buddy dolls. So if everybody remembers the ones from the 80s with the WWE, uh, then WCW came out with them. I don't know. Yeah, I think AEW came out with some. Uh, they have Trinity, Steve Macklin, Frankie Kazarian, Josh Alexander, um, Chris Bay, and S- Santino Morella. I'm looking for a PCO one, man. I want a PCO little oh, buddy yeah. doll. I they need one. to make one. I, I got a Steve Macklin one while he was out. And because it's like, oh, I miss him. And there he was on the table. So I, I picked him up and I bought him and I took him home with me. <laughs> How wonderful is that? That's a Santino would be pretty awesome. I'd add that to my collection. So right you now, just, you just walk around and poke people with it and be like, <laughs> I'm a big kid. Never mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so the Chris Bay buddy doll sold out. Santino is sold out as of right now. And Josh Alexander is sold out, but you can still get the Steve Macklin, Frankie Kazarian and Trinity. And then these are all series two uh, buddy dolls. So I'm wondering, obviously there was a, a a version one um, be very curious to know if there's other versions that we could find as well, but uh, I'll keep looking. I'll keep looking for that. Um, really quickly here. I just want to touch upon just a couple of things here about uh, WWE and, you know, the passing of Bray Wyatt. I wanted to get, you know, we talked about the passing of Bray Wyatt and I also wanted to get your, your comments too about that um, for everybody who has probably heard the news already, but Bray Wyatt had developed a, it was a heart condition and he was released in their last line of, of cuts. Now, some people say it might've been not so much that he was cut, but he was let go because um, he was trying to get some things under control with his heart issue. Well, he developed COVID and unfortunately uh, it exacerbated everything and he ended up having a massive heart attack and, and passing want to get your 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 thoughts also uh on this uh, i'm gonna first start with but you know the more we hear about this the more tragic it just gets and um bray wyatt let me ask you in your opinion i know whenever someone passes away everybody you know thinks hall of fame and wwe and and we all have our own opinions about the hall of fame and wwe but do you think he's somebody who gets in oh mike just a I question. Wanna, I don't want to be that guy tonight. Uh, no, I'm a moderator. I don't I think he does. I don't You're think he does either. That's what you are. Not a moderator, a shit disturber. I'm not a shit disturber. You are. Um, no, I don't think Bray gets in. Uh, too short. It wasn't a long span. Uh, he his, was 6'5". His swamp guy gimmick was fantastic. But the last however many years right has it been great he got released brought back didn't work uh, 
No, I, I don't think he gets in, unfortunately. Um, Jay Boone, let me ask you this question in your take. I mean, as far as Bray Wyatt is passing, it's been, it's been talked about a lot. Do you, uh, do you think that he had a, a career, a noteworthy career, or, or were you also in line with, Butt saying started off hot man, but it just didn't quite finish. I, I look at it like he's done a lot of amazing things in his career and, through him and others around him was able to create some just once in a lifetime moments. Like the night, the night he passed, um, I took some time and I, and I don't, I don't do this a lot, you know, outside of like whatever current pay-per-view is happening. Or if you got like a, say like, you know, the current uh, documentary angle is on the, the peacock, you know, so, but other than that, I don't jump on there too much and check out vintage as Michael Cole would say, you know, vintage, this guy or that guy or this pay-per-view or that show. <clears throat> but Bray, Bray Wyatt has put together um, a book of just, amazing moments but my favorite one that i saw was um the feud between the wyatts and the shield fantastic and there's very few moments in wrestling history where you see said group stand in the ring with another said group and all they're doing is looking at each other yep they're they're breathing each other's air taking up each other's space and the crowd and there's an electricity in the crowd that just is you know, like to quote the rock it's electrifying you know and it's it's moments like that that bray helped create because of his gimmick or the way he could come out and every single seat in that place was lit up with a cell phone or lighter or whatever you know um there's not a lot of people that command that i mean it's it's one thing for cena to come out and everyone goes ah, you know that the place pops it's another thing to like visually see it over the course of an entrance song like we had with bray wyatt where the whole, you know, there's fog and the lights and the lantern, and it's just, oh, it gives you chills every time. I got goosebumps talking about it right now. And it's just, man, there's there's not a lot of guys in the industry that can command that kind of performance. I really feel like he's a once-in-a-lifetime guy, and we as fans are absolutely blessed to be, to have seen the stuff that he did even back when he was husky harris and he was called i'm gonna screw this up a ferrari and a tank or you know right and ferrari engine and a tank i think it's what it was i think that's what it was as well yeah yeah and and it's like even back then it's like i saw something and he didn't know what it was at the time it just seemed like he was kind of out of shape but damn the guy was athletic as hell. He could move. There was just something there, you know? And then you saw him a few years later in FCW, what was soon to become 
what is now NXT. Mm-hmm. And and he uh he was slowly putting together his little you know church of Wyatt at the time and man, it was so it, good. It was so good. Uh just the, the things that he was able to elicit as far as emotion, like you talked about before. Yeah. Goosebumps. He he was one of those guys that and I'm gonna compare him to a classic like Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts was a guy that never screamed in the camera. When he held the mic or someone held a mic up to him, he never screamed into it. He never bellowed. He never, you know, whatever. He didn't pull like a Hogan and or Ultimate Warrior. No, he talked softly and he drew you in and you're like, wait, what did he say? And it, it, he he made you pay attention to every word he said because you knew whatever he said was going to be important at the time, whatever he was talking about or who he was talking to. And he, Wyatt was one of those guys. He just he was calm, cool, sometimes even a little bit funny. But there was a uh, there was a disaster waiting in that comedy, man. That was just something so awesome with him it just man yeah i got i got choked up when i heard that news he was definitely something we're not gonna see again for a long time it just sucks i mean you know especially with with people you know our age we're in our 40s and it's it's hard to see things like this happen because you feel a little bit of your childhood is starting to leave you if that makes any sense yeah, and he's, and a, it, he's a current roster guy. It's not like a guy that we're like, okay, ter- God bless Terry Funk, but the guy was elderly. So yeah, at was. least at least when he passed, it was like, okay, he's done everything. The man, 80, whatever, didn't have to do another damn thing on this planet. Yep. And we just remember him for all the great moments, ECW, NWA, all the way back, whatever. Bray Wyatt still had so much to do. It just, oh, man. Snuffed. Snuffed way too quick. It's a tough one. It's a real tough one to do. six years old, young man. Yep. Unbelievable. Um, also, I always like to throw out uh, something that caught my attention. If you want to watch on Prime Video, because uh, J-Bone talked about he and his wife have Prime Video, uh, it's called the Super Girls Wrestling Volume 1, two hours of exciting women's wrestling action featuring cheerleader Melissa, Natty Nyhart, Lufisto, Rebecca Knox, and many more. It originally came out in 2005. You can get it on Amazon Prime right now. So if you're wondering to watch a little wrestling on Amazon Prime. Is it free on there or does it cost like a couple bucks? I think it's going to cost. Let me see here. It says Prime Video. So you might be able to watch that here. It's gotten one rating, a four star. And uh, that's probably from Lufisto. I'm just kidding. Lufisto's great lover. (laughs) No, this is this is good. This is I, I don't know exactly what all the details are, but I like watching like random things of wrestling that you can find on either uh freebie or Tubi or something to that nature. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm always about the free stuff. So anyway, um, anything else that uh, piques your interest in the world of wrestling that's happening right now, start off with the butster. Anything that is like, wow, my, this has caught my attention. 
Well, I guess the big thing that's caught everybody's attention right now is the Punk, Jack Perry, AEW, Schmozzle. Wonder where how it's all going to shake out. It's all turned Jewish. What? What? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's what's late. wrong with you? No. <laughs> Knucklehead. Schmozzle. Hey, you know, it's just it's all gone to hell in a handbasket. Is that better? Is that a little more? No, that's good. Expect out of me. No, I like Who's it. Helena? Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> Good night. Oh, I love it. Um, J-Bone, what is something that's piquing your interest right now? Anything that's like, wow, you know what? That's really interesting. I mean, any specific storyline, any specific character, the direction they're taking somebody in, or anything that's you know kind of catching you off guard, like, eh, this is kind of a bummer they're doing this? Um. You know, Billy Corgan's NWA, when it started out, really caught my eye, and I was a firm supporter of it. And then, you know, the pandemic happened, and, like, you know, everything kind of went by the wayside. It either, you know, they they either had it survive or it didn't. And NWA was one of those things that went away for a while. And if you still loved it, you paid attention to it. If you didn't have time for it, like myself, well, then they just, you know, kind of became a thing of the past um but i still tried to keep track of what was happening at least through uh results news and whatnot um ec3 is their new champ and that caught caught my eye yeah i i'm sorry if you like tyrus that god bless you but you know what um for me personally why you would put your uh, your 10 pounds of gold around a guy like him or a, attempt to put it oh sorry that's a fat joke <laughs> i'm i'm fat i can do that damn it oh um, i love it so um i never looked at like oh yeah wow that was a great move he's on he's on fox and he's really well known and blah 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 blah, blah and he commands a big audience, and no, that was just a really in my in my professional podcasting opinion. Damn, I haven't said that in a long time. Shitty move. Did not put butts in seats. Now you put it on EC3. Okay, now you got my attention. So you know what? Maybe I'll start checking out NWA again. How can people find NWA? I believe they have a YouTube channel. I think that's about it. That's about all they have. Um, I've always believed that if Impact Wrestling had a better TV deal, they would be they'd be doing really, really well as far as just exposure and whatnot. Do you think they're ever going to get to a place where they're on a mainstream channel? Uh, Not when you own the channel. No. Because Anthem bought Access TV, which, in in my opinion, at the time when they did it, I'm like, I, th- I thought it was a stroke of genius. I'm like, hey, you buy the damn channel, you put your content on it. Hey, it doesn't get much uh, easier than that. And I like Access TV. It's a nice mix of, uh, uh, you know, to go, you got goofy music shows on there, and then you got your wrestling, and hey. I'm I'm a rock and wrestling guy, so I there you go. You just caught my eye. So, all right. Before we say our fairly wells, um, Butster, if people would like to continue this conversation with you on social media, how can people hit you up on Twitter or X or however they refer to it? So on 
Twitter, it's gotnoof2291 at G-O-T-N-E-W-F-2291. Perfect. People would like to talk woodworking with you as well. They can shoot you DMs as well. Um, they want to maybe talk about toys uh, and your line of work that you have as well going on. Where can people find your product line? Uh, so if you want to see a little bit of the toys I'm making, I have a Facebook page, CB79 Wooden Toy Maker. Uh, yeah, working on a couple things, actually working on some new toys this week. Hope you'll have them roll out in the next week, maybe two. And we're talking, that. we're talking volcanoes. Is that what it was? Uh, volcanoes and dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Wow. Oh. It's going to be a luchasaurus wooden toy. I love it. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see. That might take a bit of work. Um, Jay Bone, tell everybody how they can follow you on social media. What are all your platforms? Just don't have it come out with a Christian holding the belt. Give the belt to Luchasaurus for crying out loud, okay? Let's see um, what I can do. <laughs> you can find me on uh, another podcast called uh, Total Nonstop Impact. And we got a show on uh, Thursday nights following Impact Wrestling. Just uh, look for Total Nonstop Impact on YouTube and all the socials like the, uh, the 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 formerly known as Twitter X whatever you want to call it I I try to stay off of it as much as possible except for promotion. We have a Facebook page and I believe we also have uh, an Instagram. I've also been told we have a Threads page. Uh, how much we've put on there I couldn't tell you, but I'm starting to post a few things on Thread myself. Uh, oh, nice. If you want to look, if you want to look up uh, my own personal stuff on Twitter, I'm I'm an easy follow because I barely put anything on. Uh, it's Jaybone fifty one fifty. That's J A Y B O N E fifty one fifty. Perfect. Barely like to put anything on, man. Next, do do that for our next time on the podcast. I'd like to see. Um. So many things that are happening in the world of wrestling. We're so glad that you guys took some time to to listen to us discuss things. Once again, it's a wrestling podcast, but we also just like to have fun with our other friends that are in the world of wrestling and uh, just have a good time. Spend a couple of hours. Hopefully, we're allowing you to escape some of whatever's going on in your life right now, whether you're working or you're traveling or you're just on the road. Uh, going up and down. Thank you so much for listening to us again. You can find our podcasts uh, just about anywhere you find podcasts. So I'm going to read these to you just really, really quickly. You can find us at FM Player Refonics Podcast on Apple, Podcast Attic, Pod Chaser, Podbean Radio, Public, iHeart Radio, Public Radio.net, and iVox. And I'm sure there's some other places as well. But you can find our podcast. Continue listening as well. We've had some great downloads uh, in the last several months. We've had some record months, and we are so grateful that you guys have been a part of this journey as well. All right, I'm going to shut up and be done for J Bone for the Butster. I'm Mike Freeland. It's been fun and it's been real. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Front Row Material Brand. Mm-hmm.